Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Hello and welcome to the Talk United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live etc etc podcast. Um, I'm I'm here, Richard Hughes, with David Thomas again. Guy is still recovering from his uh, little op, so uh, coming to the games. Coming to the games, uh, get, not getting too excited. He's been told not to get too excited, but he, he's doing well. So uh, and, and he listens, so that's good. Um, he he probably logged on and watched the game against Dorking, um, which uh, I didn't. As we I all believe did. you did. And uh, still probably a bit annoyed about that, that, that red card, which we will discuss <laughs> um, uh, once we've, we've heard from Gary Johnson. But um, we're, we're at Playmore today, Dave. Yes, yeah. there's a bit of a post-mortem. That's yes. a dreadful phrase. No, yeah, I, no know, one I know died. what you mean. <laughs> but yeah. um, there's a bit of a get-together, I think, uh, in the wake of Tuesday. Obviously, the players were off, didn't get back. They've to got them, a lot of games in a row as well yeah, at the moment, haven't they? So. Yesterday, yeah. Wednesday. And I think... Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs are going to mix it up a little bit yeah. this week rather than have a normal right everybody in and another not, training not day Not too on much Thursday. running around on a pitch. No, and I think there's going to be a fair bit of uh, talking, yeah. uh, analysing. Yeah. Um, maybe some um, swimming, I hear. Uh, a bit of swimming, but also I think a few points made <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. what didn't go right on, uh, on Tuesday we, night. We, I mean, we've just been putting the world to rights on the, w- walking back to, to the car studio, haven't we? And uh, yeah, there is a lot to talk about. There is. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's listen to, to what Gary had to say in play, uh, in play more in Boots and Laces, actually, or whatever they call it nowadays. Is it number 10s nowadays? Number 10s restaurant. Um, and, uh, and and then we'll we'll come back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, can I take your thoughts on what has been a, an eventful week at Playmore once again? Yeah. Two very different results. Yeah, um, well, thoughts are good and bad. I mean, obviously, when you win a game and you play like we did against Barnet, um, and everybody enjoyed that, then, uh, of course, we don't enjoy then losing a game. Uh, Going to lose some games, but uh, we certainly didn't play as well as we should have done, and the opposition uh, played well on the day. Um, you know, they started off very well, and we didn't start off very well. Um, and we was one nil down at half time. Uh, one nil, no, one nil down, and then one all, only because of a, a really good goal by Jarves and uh, came out I thought here we go and Laps done his bit and worked hard and scored a goal to make it 2-1 and it was probably uh, we thought then that we'd got the game back and then unfortunately uh, we got the we got the uh, red card which I've seen it over and over again and uh, you know, if you're if you're a referee knowing that somebody's on a, a yellow card, uh, it wasn't a yellow card for me anyway. And I don't know whether 
people agree with that, whether they've seen it, whether they've looked at it. Um, but uh, we've asked for the, you know, the referees association to let us know their thoughts. <clears throat> because for me, he, he had his back turned, he was trying to play it back to laps. <clears throat> he got it back to laps. And as he did, and the lad came sliding in, and the lad's foot went underneath um, Kieran's foot. And uh, maybe from where the referee was, he was, I don't know, 20, 25 yards, 30 yards away. Maybe the linesman was closer. And I think the linesman felt that it was a foul on, uh, on us. And I did, to be fair, from where I was. But um, of course, when you're down to 10 men in a, in a big fixture, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday time, then um, it becomes a bit more difficult. And you know, they put on a couple more strikers and bought a ticket, won the prize, you know what I mean? So we was disappointed for that. We were disappointed for our supporters because we had got the game back at 2-1 up and uh, our 400 supporters that gave great support all through, even for the 10 men. Um, but we ended up losing the game. So it was happy with the Barnet game, as you say, and then two or three days later you lose a game away from home against a, a rival, uh, a relegation rival. And uh, we got to make sure that uh, we, we, we win those games, but we didn't, so it was disappointing. But we'll go through it. Uh, today we went through it at the end of the game for quite some time. We'll go through it again today and then uh, we'll concentrate on Southend at home. Two home games now against good teams, um, similar to the, the Barnet ilk, if you like. You know, they're all up there uh, vying for a playoff place. It's very difficult when the, a player is sent off so soon after after taking the leaders to try and sort of size how the game would have gone. But it, it did look like your team had grasped the uh, game by by the throat and actually were were actually showing up well in the, in the early stages after the, the goal. Mm. Um, you alluded to after the game that there is a little bit of a, a problem with away games at the moment. Is is that something that? Uh, you feel that it's very, you're very conscious of with the players at the moment, they're approaching... Yeah, I was conscious of, uh, we, we hadn't scored n uh, enough goals away from home. Um, and that two should be the minimum. <laughs> this was the discussion leading into the game. Um, because generally, if you score two goals, you shouldn't let in more than two. So at least you, you, you get a draw at worst. Uh, or you uh, account for somebody scoring a fantastic goal against you, like the free kick Barnet got. Um, so, but we let in three goals, and uh, two of those were down to being down to ten men, and uh, and not defending a couple of crosses, not defending the, the lad who scored the header, two headers. He came on off the bench. Uh, I think they both did, the crosser and the, and the scorer. And uh, we allowed the cross and we allowed a fella, you know, a free header in the box. So we have to uh, have a look at that, of course, and talk to the individuals involved and, uh, and let them know that that can't happen because that's cost us the game along with being down at 10 men. On the plus side though, Gaffer, your uh, home form here at Playmore has been very, very good recently, and as yeah. you said, Southampton posed a, a similar test to Barnet when the team played worked so well last Saturday. Yeah, exactly, and I think uh, 
we enjoy playing on grass, um, you know, as opposed to AstroTurf. But um, you know, same for both teams, of course. Um, and we certainly, at this moment in time, are enjoying playing at Playmore. So hopefully, we can put in a performance similar to the Barnet game, and uh, because we need to. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not in credit now. We was in credit beating Barnet, and now we're back to sort of square one, if you like. And now we've got to go and get a result or two pretty, pretty quick. And having those two back-to-back -back home games, how important are the uh, home fans going to be to your team? You know, it stands to reason, doesn't it? They're very, very important. And I think we got back to a normal sort of playing more. Uh, where the supporters not only enjoyed the result, but they enjoyed the performance, and I think that's important as well. They want to see, they want to see a team trying very hard. They want to see a team trying to win the game, and uh, and they want to see some good combination football with an M product, and and that's what we, you know, we want to try and try and give them. Of course, opposition teams are going to add their time, they're going to have their bit of play and we've got to make sure that we uh, we don't get caught out with their good play. <coughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to it but we need a, a couple of meetings with the players first and a, uh, a bit of training um, and then hopefully the lads are ready and uh, willing for to win, to go out to win uh, these these games. Gary, um, the sending off, whether it was right or wrong, I think most people would say it was a ridiculous situation, but put that to one side, when you have a sending off like that and a player that was playing quite well at the time, um, you, you not only lose him, but how, how do you make the decision as to change things around and what to do? Because obviously you lose Tope as well, he was having yeah, a good game as I well. Know, I know. Well, at 2-1 up, you, you, you can't leave yourself open with yeah. two strikers up front. and. Um, so generally, you will go four-four-one, mm. and then hope that the work rate of the midfielders um, and set plays that you get, you'll still get enough opportunities to go further ahead. Mm. You know, you, and funny enough, we had a couple of corners. We got the ball in there a few times with a few free kicks, but wasn't able to get on the end of any. Um, and so, and then they came. You know, it's hindsight, really, isn't it? But you generally would go. Most teams would go 4-4-1 if you're 2-1 up. Um, and then, I mean, there, there was 40 minutes to go. Mm -hmm. So you, you've, you can't just sit back and you know, cover the penalty area. You've got to still try and, try and play and try and get... Well, we had a couple of opportunities with 10 men, but um, you know, they, they took their couple of opportunities that they uh, created. Um, talking about Toby and, and, and Aaron Jarvis, I mean they were they were playing well. They're they're looking good at the moment, aren't they? They're both score both scoring goals. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's good and, we, and we need them both yeah. up there. And we yeah. need eleven men on the pitch. Which is why that's frustrating. Both, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I spoke to Toby as he came off because mm. obviously you're always d disappointed that you've got to forsake your game for somebody else who got sent off. Mm. That's always a mm. horrible thing to happen. Um, but within five seconds of coming off, you know, at first he, he was throwing his arms about and um, he understood. Yeah. It's happened to him twice, I think, hasn't it? Or he had to come off, you know, and 
<coughs> if it's a forward, you know, you sort of need your experienced striker up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> so it's unfortunate, but uh, as you say, at least he knows he, he didn't come off through his bad play, yeah. although he should have scored. Well, he had a great opportunity. He had Mr. Sutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure. It came to him quite. It came to him yeah. quick and it came yeah. sort of th- uh, waist high. Yeah. yeah. Not my waist, his waist <laughs> high. And, um, there ain't that much different. <laughs> well, he, so he's had to get his, you know, very yeah. quickly get his foot very high. And Adjust. what he did, instead of guiding it, maybe he would do it on another day, he yeah. tried to yeah. smash it yeah. and it caught the outside of his foot. But it was. But he had a hand in both goals. Yeah, he did. So yeah, he did. He did, and he's doing well for us, yeah. and, and we're really, you know, pleased with him. Um, we, we see strikers come in, don't we? Quite. Yeah, you, you bring straight strikers in on loan. They don't always work. But yeah. There's something about Topi when you when you when you're watching him that's a, a bit more quality, I think. Yeah. Well, we like him. That's why yeah. we brought him in. Um, he's done. He's done well because he's scored goals, made goals. Um, we've also got. Uh, we're hoping because he's, he's at a stage of his protocol now, uh, Lewis Collins, that he, he may okay. be involved in, in some way on Saturday as well. So, uh, because you know, we, we, it gives us a, a, another striker yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the bench if we, if we need it. Sure. Or three strikers on the pitch, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you, the build-up to every game is either the same or slightly different and I'm sure you were getting into them the same as you always do before a game on Tuesday night. When you're watching and see a slow start like you know like that, what do you think, what is, and in retrospect I'm sure you've been thinking about it ever since as to, as to why they appear to come out faster than us and you know all that sort of stuff. Is it a, a why, why players are at this level? Is it, um, what, what's the explanation for, for something like that? Because as soon as we got to the pace of the game, although it took us about 15, yeah. 20 minutes, yeah. we looked every bit as, 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 no, as, no. as good as them. What, I, th- I think every, it's a conundrum that you really can't put your finger on. If no. you would, then every team would start well. Yeah. <laughs> and not every team would start well because you're playing against one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, but, you're right. Um, I mean, normally we, especially at home, we start well. Yes. Um, it's uh, sometimes it's an experience thing. Sometimes the young lads, it's a different. They feel comfortable at home. When sometimes away from home, they get a bit nervous. Early, uh, you know, early doors. Um, it, it's something that you. You can only appeal to their mental strength to go out and perform, yeah. whether it's a park pitch or whether it's Wembley Stadium. You know, it's um, it's down to the individual, and then it's down to a little bit of luck. It's down to a little bit of momentum, if you like. You know, if they've got the momentum, you have to do everything you can to win it back and get your momentum going. Um, and then some days the momentum just always stays with one like the, the opposition, mm, mm. and everything you do don't quite work, sort no, of thing, you know. No, and because uh, no. we're not in an era where 
when things are going wrong, you can just go out and kick somebody. Aren't no, you? no, no. You, well, you, well, you've seen that. Because, yeah, you yeah. know, he didn't. So, he didn't even kick somebody. It's you know not. I mean? It's not a physical. No, uh, it's not you, one of them. No. You know, I mean, <laughs> down the years of you being yeah. manager, you, you know. Well, you could always say to your centre half, you know, let him know you're there in the Fine. first tackle. You know and what I mean, and that. Um, and, and you're that, in danger of getting booked if you do that. Well, now you get sent off. <laughs> yeah, don't you? you know what yeah. I mean. So, um, yeah, but. It, it's it's gaining that momentum for as long as you can, yeah. and when you lose it, yeah. it's doing everything you can to win it back, and yeah. uh, that's how the game is. It's like you know, momentum. Yeah. Whether whether you know, obviously so disappointing to lose, but were there were there plus points uh, individually or collectively for you or? or um, was it one of those days where you got to no, brush it, over it, those it, and concentrate on what didn't go right? Well, um, for me, and you know what the meeting's going to be about today with the lads, is that actually they look like to us in the stands and in the dugout that over the game there was only two people that were properly trying to win that game, and they both scored great goals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, that's what we've got. All we've got to get all eleven or ten, as it in in our case for the second half. Um, has got to go and affect the game. You've got to go and affect the game more. Yeah. And you're out there because you've got ability. Because we've seen it in stages. But it's that sometimes it's that inconsistency, as you, we said, whether it be for lack of experience or. For whatever reason, you know, they might have a little knock that they haven't told you about, and that was mentioned as well. I've got to make sure that everybody that's selected tells you the truth that they're either gaffer, I'm tired today, can I have a bit of a rest? Or I've got a little knock from Saturday, can I have a little rest? You know, but we've got an honest bunch, as in they'll play with little yeah, injuries. They want to. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they. they they do, they, they all want to play, yeah. that's the, the big mm. thing, but uh, sometimes it's uh, a little problem that, that, that's there that they think they can get get through. So we, but we're doing all we can, you know, we're putting on different things for them, we, you know, we're always trying to make it professional as a club of what we give them, you know, and, and what we, the advice we give them, uh, everything, you know, the club itself. We'll, we'll be doing food for after the games, you know, all that, all, all those sort of little things that mean a lot. And we, we always say to them that everything matters, as I've said. I, I might have said that in this interview before, but it does. It does. And uh, the team's coming to us on Saturday that apparently hasn't been paid for <laughs> six or eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, they've got all sorts of things hanging over them. I don't suppose that means diddly squat when at kickoff time will it uh, um I, I don't think we can plan for either for them to either turn up and hold their hand, you know like, and give up or turn up and be raging bulls you know what i mean we 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 got a we got a plan for them to be playing their best and then uh see how that goes because it is an uncomfortable Position at the moment there, but it's it's one that's unpredictable as well. 
So, Dave, are we all agreed that it wasn't a sending off? I think. It I mean, was, it was a sending off. But <laughs> I think it was very harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, before we all start banging the table about referees and how awful they are and how the standard is is falling, I I I I really don't think that this is just about referees. Okay. I, I think this is about the culture that they're being encouraged to referee in. Uh, we're seeing more and more yellow cards. Mm-hmm. You've you've been doing some in totalling uh, up. I, haven't I, you? I have yeah. um, the the referees at national league level, and I'm sure it's reflected at football league level. Um, are booking at the rates of four a game, four and five a game. Yeah. And if you book at those rates, it's almost inevitable that those yellow cards or some of them are going to turn into red cards. I, th- I think the more interesting stat that you, you, you mentioned earlier on t- to me is the fact that there, there are referees out there that have sent seven or eight players off this season. Oh, but, but then that, that may, that, I'm, I'm not so concerned about that, although it's bad yeah, news, yeah. It, because several of those, if not all of them, may deserve to be yeah, sent yeah, off yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. And of course you have to take into account how many games that the, the, the referees have refereed. But it, it's just this business of trying to control a match by booking. Mm. You know, in other words, uh, uh, you know, there's no all sense of refereeing by common sense has, is being taken away from the refs or is being taken away yes. from them. In other words, they're not allowed to exercise their judgment in a given circumstance. You know, uh, on Tuesday night, very big match, very important game for both teams. The referee was not allowed in the way that they are, you know, doing their jobs at the moment <clears throat> to take that into account yep. and handle the game those two sets of players yeah, in yeah, yeah. in that way uh, i know you shouldn't handle a game one week any differently than the next but um there there's a there's a kind of an attempt somebody let's face it one of the phrases everybody used to use over the years was and managers did as well was we all we want is consistency mm. i and i used to shake my head and go what are you talking about? You're dealing with human beings here. Yeah. You want consistency from a referee on a given day. Yes. Of course you do. Yeah. That, and and if you can get it, great. But for all referees Correct. to be... But for all yeah. referees to, to referee exactly the same way every single match is a fool's paradise. It's not, and it's, actually, it's not gonna happen. that's what their bosses are trying to get them to do, exactly. which is causing the problems. Which is causing yeah. the problems. Yeah. And so that kind of... Uh, uh, Dave Stocks, one great <laughs> United defender from the 1970s, made his debut for Charlton against Ian Callaghan at Anfield at 18 years old. Charlton, Bournemouth, Torquay, a top, top player. He could kick like a mule when he, <laughs> when he had to, back <laughs> yeah. in the days when you were allowed to. Yeah. Um, he always used to say to me, Dave, if I get booked after the first 10 minutes, it's my fault. He said, if I get booked in the first 10 minutes, the referee's fault. He said, because I, I reckon I should be able to work out in the first 10 minutes of every game what the referee on that day mm-hmm. will take and, ha- yep. and, and, and absorb. If I get it wrong after that, it's my fault. Yep. And so that was his attitude to tackling, defending, how you approach these things. Well, obviously, the way football has changed a lot then, you could get away with a lot more then. That's not the point I'm saying, is that... You just have to... Referees are not allowed to be different 
anymore. So how they try and get over it is is just by booking in almost every situation where they think it might be a booking. And the point about Tuesday night was very important match for both teams. The referee must have known that. Two teams fighting against relegation at the bottom of the table. And by the way, there'll be more like that between mm, now and yes. April than whatever it is. And Kieran Evans is a young player, trying very hard, playing quite well. Yeah. Having one of his best games for us, I thought, actually. He was booked yeah. in the first half. Yeah, OK. Yeah, booking. It was All a debatable right. booking as well. Well, I mean, yeah, it wasn't the worst day, type of yeah. And then the second one is questionable. Now, the whole point I'm saying is, what was wrong with the referee in that situation and having the confidence to do it, to go up? I know they're captain or most experienced defender immediately runs over and, and Dorking are trying to do their best to, to, to get and I have to, to say to the, 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 the guy he apparently fouled went down like a like there you go etc etc et and so that, that, that's another yeah. thing altogether but it, what I'm saying is what was wrong it wasn't the worst tackle in the world. He hasn't gone to do him. I mean, you know, apparently he said... He's in control of the ball at the time. That's right. Yeah. Apparently, Gary, he went to Gary Johnson said he stamped on him. Well, I think we, we all know that wasn't the case. Yeah. He was trying to pull the ball, ball back with, the, you know, with his boot. But anyway, what was wrong in that circumstance and saying, that's your last chance? Yeah. All right? Any more, any, you know, be careful. It's a foul, etc., etc. I can't see how that would have undermined the referee's handling of the game. No. Changed anything. No one would or have complained if, 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 if no. And, if that hadn't and been waved Dawking yeah. away and said, "I've heard enough from you lot, etc." Play on. Yeah. Okay. If Kieran, if Kieran gets another one wrong, well, he's got no, he's got no argument then, is he? And when I say wrong, I think he won the ball yeah. originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it was uh, it was. A, it, it, Bringing the ball out of the situation. That's that, right. That now, clip the, look, the, the lap. refereeing is a horrendously difficult job. I'm really pleased that <laughs> <laughs> I sit in the stand and I'm not doing it every yeah. week, of course. And players have a lot to answer for. They're going to ground too easily. We've seen United players do it in yeah. recent weeks. Thankfully, I haven't seen too many United players surrounding the referee and asking up for opposition players to be booked. That does my head in. How can you deliberately try and take a fellow professional's living away from him? You know, yeah, <laughs> a bit yeah, dramatic, yeah. but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And it's just—it's a culture thing. We're, we're, we're down the road now, not just in National League. We see it in the EFL. We see it in the Premier League each week, don't you? Of just. It's not going the right way, is it? It is not going the right way no. because referees are not allowed to referee. You they, want they you are... want the referee to have more freedom to, to referee the game that he sees fit at the right Absolutely. At that time. In, Absolutely, yeah. and and I can think of referees even in local football down through the years. People like Chris Pappas uh, um, uh, in in Newton, Newton Abbott back in the seventies and eighties wonderful way of handling men and and, yeah. and real tough matches and everything and still having that respect he didn't do it by booking people left yeah. and right he did it by man management handling of people now i know not all referees can be as perfect you know as good as people like that and we've we've seen them in the league and of course unfortunately talking united fell victim to a, yeah. a horrendous one at ashton gate you know two two years yeah. ago and uh, you know we won't hear the last of that for a long long no. time but um it's just it, it's just you know let them referee stop having so many there's two assessors in the stand for goodness yeah, sake yeah. you know uh, a referee's coach at every game 
So by the time they get to this level, by all means, send referees, coaches out to referee at lower levels. But in other words, they're one step away from being virtually a full-time referee, which is virtually what you end up being if you go up into the Football League. What? And they're, they're still having to coach them. You'd, th- you'd think that by the time they got to this level, they would be, you know, pretty yeah, much there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's another <laughs> a case in point. But, uh, look, you know, we don't want to knock referees. We just want to see the best re- yeah. referees doing really good jobs, being allowed to referee, exercise their judgment. And, of course, this is one of the things now that I'm sure people have read recently that referees are, are, are going be going out with microphones. Um, is it cameras? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, well, the cam the cameras thing is is been based in a, a sort of local league level, isn't it? it? Ha- and, so and far, uh, yeah, they're experimenting with it, really? aren't they? You know, yeah. but but that's being introduced not to help them and aid them being be- re- referees, but to, as a guard against people abusing them and all that yeah, ca- all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So the refs are in this siege mentality at the moment, aren't Everyone's they? Everyone's against us. Everyone's yeah. against us. There's there's a huge disconnect certainly in the professional game between referees and players. The referees and the referees authorities will not engage in discussions about these things. Laws are being changed every single year without anybody having any input into it. You know, the, the, the footballing public. So we've now got into a situation where on a monthly basis almost, <laughs> you've got experienced managers coming out and saying, I don't know what the offside law is anymore. Yep. I don't know what the handball Absolutely. law is anymore. Yep. And does Mike Riley or any of the other refereeing authorities people appear on match of the day at 10.30 on a Saturday night and bloody well tell us? No, exactly. No, they don't. No. Oh, no, you can't do that. You can't be seen to be, you know talking to them about it and uh, so it's in contrast of course to rugby union where the referee's practically giving a running commentary going along at the same time as, as to why he's making decisions mm. right wrong or indifferent and no one no one presumes that they get everything right every week but uh, but everybody gets on with it because he's saying that's what i've seen that's what it, you know etc etc now whether we want to go down that road in football is another thing but th- there's there's just you, you you just want referees to be proactive yep. in their handling of the game not in in other words let them referee the game yeah. the way they see it should be refereed referees if, yeah go on no no no, no. And, and if that means not booking somebody you know in a given situation if that means refer- booking somebody in the first minute of a football match for an atrocious atrocious tackle yes do it if that means booking somebody for time wasting after 25 minutes do it of course, of course, all, all all those things, but to expect them all to be booking, oh well, that was a foul. He was late booking. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> this is football we're talking about. It's a physical game. People are going to get things wrong. It doesn't mean he's gone to do him or, or anything like that. If a player does too many of those on the totting up process, we all know what's going to happen. You're going to get booked. Yeah. You know. There you go. Um, it's easy back here, isn't it? it it's uh, in, in the front front seat of your car. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the game itself because uh, they didn't start very well. First fifteen minutes Big they were a point. bit slow off the slow off the um, uh, off the coach really, and it was such an important game. Six pointer. You know, we 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 use the term six pointer quite a lot, but this was an, an absolute massive game. Well, after the after the uh, win against Barnet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of the course. Three You've po- done the, the hard the, work. Correct. There. A point on Tuesday night, and I know a lot of people said, "What?" A point on Tuesday night, four points from those two games would have been a perfectly 
okay return. Yeah. In fact, in a funny sort of way, if United had drawn with Barnet, which would have wouldn't have been a shock result, and you'd beaten and Dorking. then and yeah. then drawn as well at Dorking, okay. quite a lot of people go, oh, at least we haven't lost. Yeah. yeah. So in fact, you can argue in a weird way, and I'm not trying to, that United have got it's better off to at least win one of them. Uh, uh, the fact is, of course, the we leader. lost to a team around us. But yeah. um, in other words, so Tuesday night, people saying must win. I kept saying no, must not lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bad start. Goal in what was it? The six minutes, six minute or something. Um, and then you on the back foot. But but they they started to work hard then, and 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 there was took some, them took them fifteen twenty yeah, minutes to yeah. re- to really get into it. And that's we've just been talking to Gary Johnson about that. He, he's uh, that's the point. In fairness to him, with all the argument about the sending off and everything else that went he on, he still said he, they he was straight well in afterwards yeah. and said that is yeah. not good enough to start yeah. like that. And and it's not about effort. It's not about it's it's about clarity of mind. Knowing how you're going to go about the job, um, uh, uh, and whether it's to do, and he was discussing it with us, wasn't he? Whether it's to do it with inexperience, whether it's due to you know worry about the situation, whether it's to do being away from home as a pass as opposed to home. Yep. I'm not really <laughs> don't really go along with that. He, he wasn't claiming it, by the way. Uh, a plastic pitch, you know, yep. it's another, another factor. Yep. It, it's almost as if it all sort of came together in that first 15-20 minutes and of course we're not living in an age where you can a manager or a coach can say to your centre half or your centre forward go and get stuck in and leave one on him in the first you can't do that and quite right too because you're going to get booked or or sent off so you have to take out your aggression or, or put your aggression in in different ways work rate getting close to people you know not allowing them a second to move uh, your defenders getting so tight, you know, all those little things go to making a good start as opposed to what looked like a bit of a half-hearted. It, it, it wasn't half-hearted in terms of, I don't, they were, it wasn't like they were out there strolling around. It was not quite, Yeah, wasn't it? But two players were quite, and that's um, Aaron Jarvis and Tom Lapsley. Two better goals you might not see the, for the rest of the season. There we go. They were great goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I will, I mean, we'll come on to Tope Fed and Hunzi in a minute, but but uh, because obviously he had to come off, but he had a hand in both of those goals as well. Absolutely. But and a bit of you thinks, why is it Jarvis and Lapsley every week? Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. why is it them every week? In other words. The reason what do they why, have that correct. up here, maybe? Yeah. That the, the, there the, we the go. Players don't the reason have, why the pop have. side will take Tom Lapsley every single week is because is he the best player in the world? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You know, although he's playing although, bloody. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's playing and absolutely. Some of the passes his, he's been putting through absolutely, as well. he's yeah. playing out of his skin at the moment. Yeah. But the whole point is, Tom Lapsley runs out onto a football pitch a bit like many others we can, you and I can think of over the years, and you know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, whether it comes off for him, whether it doesn't come off for him, you know, you know, they when they, when they come out and just before they go onto the pitch after coming out um, for kickoff, they do that little little run, doggy run or whatever they call it, with the with the little the cones. cones. Um, he always does one more than everyone else. Have, have a look, that. have a look. Yeah. You watch that next time. Everyone does two or three or something, and Tom always ends up at the back and does one more. I think the key is that. Tom Lapsey does what Tom Lapsey does. If it doesn't work, 
he puts it out of his mind straight away and gets on and does the next thing. Yeah. There's not an ounce of, oh, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Oh, I've cocked up there, or I've done this, or I've done that, or I haven't done this. Oh, the crowd, you know, he doesn't allow those thoughts to come into yeah. into his head. He can get the ball, look up, pass it straight to a member of the opposition. <laughs> not often at the moment, no, I tell you what, no. very, very seldom. It, he just he pushes it out of his mind and straight on to the job. He doesn't allow pressure, worry, uh, oh, isn't this a big game, etc., etc. And the whole point is, if United fans and you and me turned up on a Monday morning at Seal Hain, he's exactly the same in the training sessions yeah, at Seal yeah, Hain. Yeah. In fact, I would hate to, tra- to train <laughs> against him every single week because you know you're going to have a long, a long day. And he takes that onto the pitch with him. Yeah. Jarvis... Is obviously physical centre forward. This is the best season of his career at the moment. Twelve goals already. You know, uh, uh, I mean, if he ends up close to twenty at the, by the end of this season, I tell you what, there'll be a few people, you know, looking at Absolutely, him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I hope United have got him on a two-year contract. Yeah. By the way, I'm yeah. not sure if he's one of the ones that he has. But you know what I mean. You know, and and it's just that mental. Toughness, focus—all the cliched words we 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 know about, mm. don't we? Of when something, because every stuff's going to go wrong on a football pitch on a minute by minute basis. Of course it does. Are you strong enough to go? Yeah. Boom, forgotten about and it. Gary's picked those two out as being the ones that were strong enough on Tuesday night, and the rest weren't quite up to it. Well, the, no, I mean the the rest did. A, they were. They, I don't think it was a disastrous performance. No, no. It wasn't like they didn't sort of cave in. They actually gave it everything they had for you know etc. But there was this horrible, horrible spell of Kieran Evans getting sent off. A very positive, by the way, double substitution by their manager yep. to send on two attacking players straight, almost straight away. Um, the right winger, Mewitt, who's a decent little player. And, of course, the lad who scored both the goals, Ottaway. And then... Exactly the same goal as well. Within four minutes. Exactly. You know, a cross from the right wing and what looks like, you know, I haven't watched it that many times but you think you can't help but thinking you know same old thing right cross from the right uh, and and a back post and we haven't picked him up well i'm not quite sure whether we didn't pick him up or whether they didn't quite do enough but anyway (laughs) the ball ends up in the back of the net with two far post headers um and and you know from then on united tried very hard gary tweaked it uh we can argue till the cows come home and you know (laughs) you know could he have kept topi on the toppy on the pitch Ooh, I, don't I asked know. that question. Uh, I mean, he was quite quite adamant that that was the right yes, thing to do. Yeah. I just felt that even though we'd gone down to to ten men, those two up front, Jarvis and Fadahunze, were causing them Dorking defence all sorts of problems. And if you could just get another ten fifteen minutes of that without you know without breaking the balance or whatever, then I thought we could have gone on. I think I think it's it, it is very easy for us. Back it is here, it is uh, absolutely. Sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. we don't have to. You know, <laughs> when we don't make those decisions, do we? We think we think we'd like to from time to yeah. time, and I'm usually glad I don't yeah, don't, don't have to. No, I don't want to. And I think the point is 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 the fact that Mark talking um, uh, manager Mark White. Yeah. Made that double substitution, sent on a winger, an out-and-out winger, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as a second striker, 
because they were playing with a um, um, Seager was virtually on his own up front with McShane in this. So yeah. They were playing like four four one one. The yeah. fact that he sent on a winger and a second striker. If you think the way the game went and United had only had three in midfield and and you know, sorry four four one uh, uh, sorry left two up front and maybe had three in midfield, would that yeah. you know would that have survived? Maybe not, you know. So, uh, it's, but it's a shame um, for Fadahunzi because he he. We we, we said that, that that Lapsley and Jarvis were the two that were, but but Fadahunzi wasn't far behind them. To be fair, he, he was playing. He had a hand in both goals. He, he he knocked the ball back for Jarvis's strike from twenty-two yards or whatever it was for the first goal. He played a lovely one-two with Tom Lapsley. Tom Lapsley's run was marvellous, but 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 he needed that one-two to get it get get it into the final area, and. And you know that's not the first time he's done that, Dave. I mean, he's he's, he's looking he's, okay. He, his his assists when he first are arrived. Four or five now. Yeah, exactly. When he first arrived, I think I think he got taken off in the. <laughs> didn't he? I think that was his second game. Home I game, think his it was second, second match. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got taken off and wasn't very happy no. about it, and I don't blame him. Um, uh, he's uh, he was a little bit hit and miss to start with. Uh, which is, you know, not the biggest crime in the world. I think he's he looks like he's playing better and better and better with each game, and then obviously, you know, he he, he scored on Saturday against Barnet, um, uh, and, and it must have been very frustrating for him to be taken yeah. off, um, because I'm sure he felt just like you, most of us did, that he was doing okay on mm. on, on Tuesday night. But these things happen. Um, uh, you know, look, we've got, what is it, 15 games to go. Uh, I, I looked at it a, a couple of weeks ago with a friend and thought, right, how many matches do United need to win to stay up here from the last, and by then it with? was 16, 17 yeah. games to go. And we came up with six strokes seven, plus okay. two, a couple of draws. Now, one they've won one of them, yeah. Barnet. So they've got to probably, there's... I think it's 15 games to go. Yeah, uh, they've got to win at least six more matches, and and draw the odd two. Yeah. Now, that, honestly, I'm not trying to be positive because we're all Torquay fans. I think they're capable of doing that. They proved it against Barnet, although Barnet have all of a sudden lost two or three on the trot, which is a a bit worrying, certainly for them and. Mm. Uh, Less, less reading, for us. Reading the result of that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other words, have they gone off yeah, the boil and yeah. we, we caught them then? But, uh, uh, you know, no, it was a g- real good performance last Saturday. There's no point, you know, belittling that. So uh, they've got two, you know, huge, how many more times are we going to use yeah. that word? Home games coming up South End, Bromley. You know, when United are playing at their best, they're well capable of taking points off. Yeah. Almost everybody in this division, as Dorking are, as Scunthorpe probably are at the moment, as you know, all these teams are, except possibly <laughs> Notts County, Wrexham, yeah. and maybe one other on that we could think of. So you have to attack the thing like that. Yes, they've got to win another six stroke seven. Maybe yeah. six would be enough if you picked up two or three draws along the way. You're very quickly then getting into how many defeats can they afford to have, if you see what I mean. Yeah. But with three points for a win, draws don't keep you up. No. Wins keep you yeah. up. And at least if we're looking for some sort of consolation from Tuesday night, they have won one of their last two games yeah. as opposed to drawing two. The, um, the, the, 
the annoying thing was that I looked at the the BBC live update table at two one, and we were out of the relegation zone. And just to see <laughs> that for that glimpsing moment was, was nice. But you know, and then we know what happened after that. But that's the frustration of it. It was so close. Now being out of the the relegation zone for one week by one point, you know, is it? it how much does that matter? I don't know, but. That's what would help. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's going in the right direction. Ab- ab- absolutely, absolutely. And and um, uh, it was a winnable game. Yeah. United were well capable of winning that match, and they haven't, and they didn't yeah. do it for, for for all sorts of, for the reasons we we've discussed. But it's done. It's gone. Uh, you know, you never do anything life by looking over your shoulder the whole time, no. do you? So um, you've got to go out and attack it. Um, they have the games to do this. Yeah. You know, to stay up. Um, we have seen, I think, uh, uh, improvement in the team over the last few uh, weeks. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, there's always, because we're talking about the bottom half of the National League here, and I'm sure there are managers and coaches in the League One and League Two saying exactly the same thing, you do see little blips of improvement, uh, sorry, uh, uh, improvement, and then a little, a little blip, blip, and yeah. then it goes up again. The one step and, and back. Exactly. Yeah. It's never a completely, the graph never goes completely yeah. upwards without a little kink in it every now and again. So that's what we have to, to hope. The games will run out much quicker than We're in the we last three feel. months of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, even though uh, there appears plenty of points to play for, you know, it won't be long before we haven't got many left. No. And um, so, uh, United—they just, you know, they didn't—they ex- weren't expected to beat Barnet probably on no. the, at, at kickoff. They have to look at, the, at Southend and Bromley in exactly the same way. Okay, Southend are sixth. Uh, you know, we all know the dreadful problems that are surrounding that club at the moment. We- we, we don't want their record expunged. Well, definitely not. Because we've um, beaten them. That's three of our points. Uh, three points. I mean, United are going for a double against Southend yeah. on, on Saturday. Uh, they've already done the double over Halifax. I don't wish, um, wish ill on any team, but if they not. do go to the wall, then, then you know, well, the, interestingly, the, normally the way that it works is that their record is expunged. Yes. Well, And you don't yeah, want that. No. Interestingly, the National League, which traditionally has been much um, uh, tougher on clubs that f- fall down on their financial commitments than they are in the football league mm. um, have said and done absolutely nothing at all about a club that's um, got a winding up petition in the High Court yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah. They, they, they've, they've not stepped in at all there yet, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, the now, worst thing waiting... is we, we beat them on Saturday and then get six well, points taken off us. But let's, about, uh, let's, yeah, no, let's... No. Talk about um, that if that happens. Yeah, quite. So uh, there's a new football safety regulator being introduced by yeah. the government, apparently, um, and one of their priorities apparently will not will be to, to stop save, clubs going to the save wall. Clubs, yeah. To save clubs rather than going out of business. But the fact is, if 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 Southend aren't able to trade, you know, after the players I mean, haven't been paid, players so, haven't been paid. Yeah. Start some staff haven't been paid since November. Wow. I mean, come on, you know, yeah. and and of course. This isn't a club where this just happened. These problems have been surrounding Southend, bless them. Uh, and most of us have very happy memories of a great day at Southend a, a, a few years yes, ago. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, 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 you know... When you say a few years how ago... How bad Dave, do things have to be... <laughs> okay, yes, it is. How bad do things have to be at a club over such a long period of time before somebody says, yeah. sorry, enough? 
Um, but, you know, you're quite right. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see any clubs go to the wall. I, you know, I still... I'm sad that Berry aren't with us and, yeah. and uh, Macclesfield. And Macclesfield, yes. I mean, uh, you know, Berry is such an old, you know, and, and well-established club. But they have gone. Mm. Well, they haven't gone. They're now <laughs> under another guise. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. But as Gary said, um, the fact that they haven't been paid for six or eight weeks and they haven't been this and that, that could work both ways. Well, it could do. It could do. <laughs> um, you, yeah, I mean... Any professional footballer you hope will put their heart and soul into every game, but we know that doesn't always happen. And, well, and when you've got when you've got problems with cash flow because you're not being paid, etc., maybe that does does. You might be able to get over it for a few weeks. Yeah. But after a while, it, it's, yeah, especially uh, it, with with the big deadline looming. There you are, um, and of course they had the unfortunate business of going to Notts County on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, no one wants to go to Notts County. No one wants to, wants to go to Notts County at the moment, yeah. and uh, and they and they lost four nil. Do you think Notts County are now the favourites, Dave? No, I don't. But I think, but I fancy them. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I just. Uh, I like teams. You think they're the best team that we've seen. I think they're the yeah, best team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I like teams that play football over the. You know, I like teams that got a bit of everything. Yeah, of course, yeah, you yeah. do. We all do. But their football will help them massively. Mm. Their ability to pass the ball, their ability to keep the ball. And it's interesting at the moment, isn't it, that Notts County are scoring buckets of goals yeah. in the last twenty minutes, half an hour of matches. Yeah. And that, and it's their football that's doing that. It's not, you know bish bash bosh it's the it's the fact that they pass teams off the pitch yeah and the best t- talkie team that you and i have seen for did a very exactly long time same. did exactly uh, the same Leroy was told that no team could, could win promotion from the first the, whatever it was could the, pass your way out pass of the, your way out of that division <laughs> and, yeah. and and of course the point is if if you're strong enough in other areas it absolutely can get you out of the division yeah because you're keeping the ball and while you've got it they can't they can't score or do yeah. anything and i just had this feeling Wrexham are obviously a fine powerful side and of course as things stand, they've got two games in hand and they're five, po- and they're five points behind. You'd think, are Wrexham not going to win those two games in hand? Yes, probably they yeah, are. Yeah. But the crunch... They haven't know, got th- to play each other yet, have they? Yes, once, they more, do, once, do one, they? once more at, wow. at, 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 the, at the race course. Ground. Okay. Yeah, um, and not to really beaten them 1-0 at, um, yeah. at Meadow Lane. So it's fascinating. It, it is absolutely fascinating. And, of course, the other big talking point about the, this week is that... The EFL, Rick Parry, the chairman, has confirmed that serious talks are taking place about a third promotion. Because place. Hollywood's got involved. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But um, uh, and uh, when he was asked, will proposals along along those lines be presented to the football league, presumably at their annual meeting mm. in the summer? He said, hundred percent, yes. Right. Now, okay. if that happens, and the football league clubs basically turn around and say no we're not having it is the football regulator and the wider football community this is a complete anomaly the fact that there's only one automatic promotion place out of the national league so the football league will be under huge pressure football league clubs to agree to it there's lots of other stuff going on about parachute payments and and i'm sure there'll be a bit of wheeling and dealing to try and help this happen but uh, if Torquay can stay in this damn division, you know it would be, and and Wrexham and Notts County can clear off. And and Gary's got these charges up to standard. Well, uh, th- then, or for everybody in this division, yeah, <clears throat> it's a, it, you know, it does give and 
Gary's writing about it in our paper this week, but it does give a huge boost to the division because there's another promotion place um, and a bit more of a chance for, yeah. <laughs> to, to everybody. But it hasn't happened yet and fingers crossed on that, on that count in the summer. David, I think that's enough. Half an hour in your car has been very pleasurable. Thank you. <laughs> Steady on. Um, uh, and, and I'm sorry I haven't rabbited on too much. No, but it's no, been no, quite no. an eventful um, week, hasn't it? And, it's, been, um, it's been an eventful week and it's going to be another eventful week, I, I think. Uh, Saturday, Southend, Tuesday night, Bromley. Um, two home games. It's been a, it's been a month of home games. We've only had the one one away game. Yes, um, I think we all knew this was coming. Yeah, uh, and and of course it means there'll be a few away from home there will uh, be. to yeah. come. And and that was another little talking point from the press conferences that United, who looked earlier this season, they did str- almost stronger away from home than they did at home. That now that seems to have switched. Sort of turned yeah. round, but. You know, look, if there's but one thing, Frank O'Farrell, bless him, the late great <laughs> Frank O'Farrell used to say, there's a reason why players at this level, and it's not about talent or ability necessarily, it's about consistency. Mm. And United, as they proved last Saturday, when they, I think we all walked away from Playmore on Saturday night, having beaten Barnet 2-1, thinking... Yes, we've 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 seen a team that finally looks like it can get it, out of trouble. It's getting there, isn't it? Correct. And that's the thing. And you, then you, three days later, yeah. they come out at Dorking Wanderers, and it's not the same team. And it's not the same yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason. That's the inconsistency that managers like Gary Johnson and 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 coaches like Aaron uh, you know, have to contend with. Yeah. And sadly, <laughs> if, if that's the right word, it's why traditionally a lot of managers at lower division levels have been pretty brutal over the years. In other words, they drill and regiment their teams so hard, the Tony Pulises, the Cyril Knowles in a world, mm, mm. In, in a way, out on the training ground, no, no, we're not having skill sessions, we're having pattern of play, you do this, you run there, you so run there, you run there. So when the ball comes there. to you, you Correct. do what you've been, you've been taught, taught to do. told yeah, and taught yeah, to do. Yeah. I don't want you thinking for yourself or anything like yeah. that. The John Becks at Lincoln and Preston, if you had three touches in midfield, you were off. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. And it worked. It used to work. Yeah. What it was like playing under, under <laughs> those managers, but of course... Well, Gary will know. Well, yeah. there you are. Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary worked under John Beck playing, yeah. playing that sort of stuff. And... and um, Okay, times change and you probably can't bully players around like yeah. that that you used to. But the effect of why they did it was to try and take that inconsistency away from the players. Yeah. In other words, if if they, you know, yeah, they had to do what they were what they've been drilled into doing all week, and um, it, it's a yeah, it's a fascinating conundrum and and hopefully this it united is. team can achieve that bit of consistency between now and the end of the season fingers crossed for south end absolutely and on that note i think we can we can both finish off with come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows come on you yellows flying high below the wembley archway sky today come on you yellows